This week's episode of Aussie Tech Ed is brought to you by Start New Company. Register your company immediately today with ASIC. ABN, TFN, GST registration is also available directly from the portal. Also set up your family trust and self-managed superannuation fund and more. All at startnewcompany.com.au. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash startnewco. And keep an eye out for our regular specials. Start your new company now within 10 minutes of lodgement. All legal company documentation provided after registration. Startnewcompany.com.au. Also brought to you by athwebhosting.com.au. All our servers are operating on SSD drives, immediate activation, SSL certificates, Aussie support, domain registration, and more. Easy install WordPress, Joomla, Drupal, and 300 other one-click installations. Generous space and bandwidth, auto backups, WordPress help and maintenance plans are also available on contact. If your webpage is important for your business or your life, contact us today. Aussie support, secure services, athwebhosting.com.au. And now for the show. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to Aussie Tech Eds. It's episode something or other. Six eighty four. Six eighty four. Second of July, two thousand and twenty. And look, uh, Will and Jace have uh, they've they've sat in for for six months or so, and so I'm running the show myself this week. And I'll tell you, uh, Will's got a whole new setup. He's got new intros, he, as you know, and uh, new everything's. And so I'm just trying to plod my way through here. So if there, if something goes pear shaped. Um, yeah, if you're not if you're listening to the show on Friday or watching the show on Friday, everything went pretty good. If it, if you if you uh, don't get the show till uh, Monday week, <laughs> so it's gone pretty bad. <laughs> so uh, hopefully everything's going all right. Uh, we're just doing a backup, I'm just making sure that we've got backup recordings going. But hopefully, uh, look, I've taken I've taken my Mac Mini out of the mix, uh, so we're just wholly and solely PC. So let's see how we go. Now look. To, uh, to get us through this week's show, we've got a someone we've heard from before, and uh, he's been on the show a couple of times, and he's, uh, he lives close close by to me, closer than, well, I wouldn't say closer than Will, closer than Warlock at least. Anyway, he's from Toowoomba, and it's uh, Paul. How you going, Paul? Good, Glenn. Good, Glenn. And uh, how, how are you, mate? Uh, it's, yeah, not bad. We got some uh, cooler weather up our way. Y- yes, yes. I remember going up to... Where are you? Um, not to say Townsville. I remember going up to Toowoomba for a school camp, and probably around about this time of year too. What would it have been? But I, oh, I don't know. But anyway, I woke up in the morning. There's hell, hell of a fog going on. So I don't know. Is the fogs the winter or the fogs the coming? Hey, in? Oh yeah, no, no. Certainly, it's the cooler weather. The fog, uh, the fog hits us, and uh, yeah, in the cool weather we get frost, and and uh, it can be sub-zero temperatures at times. Yeah, right. Yeah, so it gets pretty pretty cool. Um, yeah, so yeah, so I'm, sorry, I'm just looking at errors that are just coming up. But yeah, so what else has been going on with you? What have you been up to through the day? You're uh, busy. You're at the at a co-working space. Tell us about that. 
Yeah, well, at the moment tonight, I'm uh, I'm broadcasting from uh, Canvas Co-work in Toowoomba. It's a place that I uh, I work from uh, quite a bit uh, these days. Now, uh, it did close for a little while over, or didn't close, but it had some fairly uh, harsh restrictions over uh, COVID. But now with the uh, uh, rules, um, things lifting a bit, uh, as of uh, Friday, I think there's an increase in numbers again, or at least that's the restaurants and stuff. I think right. it apply, applies here. So I've um, been working from here a bit, plan to work a bit, work a bit more. And um, I've been helping out my wife uh, with, with uh, Pack and Send Toowoomba. It's right. uh, been uh, a bit busy, busy going for her at times as well. Yeah, right. So, so Pack and Send, what, what do they do? They just, you just, do I just go down and say, oh, I've got some parcels to send to Sydney uh, and give them to you and you get them there? As simple as that. It's, uh, it's what we call a, a freight reseller. And their, their slogan is literally this, anything, anywhere. And that's really quite true, as long as it's legal, I suppose. Um, anything, anywhere, you just you just come in with your. You don't have to even pack it up. You just walk on in. You um, say, "I want to send this to." You give a, a, a location. Uh, you've got what you want. You hand over the counter. You uh, we do a quote for you. Pay the money, and we handle a whole lot, uh, lock, stock, and barrel, and uh, simply. And we keep you monitored along the way on how it's going when it gets to its destination. Full mm-hmm. tracking details, a lot. International, into space, everything. Into space? Wow. Yeah. Everything yeah. is going into space these days. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds good. And um, look, just before we get on to I was going to, I want to talk about what else you've been doing because you're into the computers, computer things up there. Absolutely, but, yeah. But before we do that, I'm just going to have a little pause because I just want to sure. check an error that's come up and, I'll, yeah. and we'll be back in a second. Yeah. Now, that's the have you, pause, have you, pause music there. Yeah. Now, I don't know why. Have you, paused, have you paused our Zoom? No. No, because for some reason, every time I push record. Yeah. Now, Paul, you do a bit of, uh, you know, as people would know. And oh look, before we get it, before we get too far into the show, I just got to mention something. Sorry, just to hold you up. And after that little hiatus there, uh, which was Facebook's been split into two parts, but don't worry about that. Um, now look, I just got to mention that you can donate to the show if you if you feel the need. Uh, you can do it through the Patreon, and you can get it uh, on the the website. I think. Look, uh, it's a bit remiss of me, but Will probably has the actual link. I'm sorry, I don't have the link to tell you, but I we'll can. We'll put in show notes later. I can, I'll have to get that for next week, but I can tell you, and it's a, it's a massive uh, big thanks and shout out to Chris, David, Daniel and Amanda, and somebody, Bouncing Yellow Somebody. <laughs> so, hello. And uh, yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for uh, giving us some of your hard earned to help us pay for the, I don't know, the, the, there's the radio, there's hosting, there's um, streaming, cross-platform streaming things. I haven't got my head around that yet. Uh, Will's going to teach me that through the week because apparently he streams, uh, hits one button and uh, he, he's signed up to this service where you hit one button and it just spews the stream to Facebook, Twitch and YouTube and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, Will's, Will, Will's been pretty busy since I've been away. But look, look, I, I hope to be here every now and then, probably once a month at this stage. And uh, I'll, I'll be there when I can, once a month if possible. Yes, yes. So I've I've had a little chat to Paul, and uh, we, hopefully we can do one a month. But other than that, it'll be Will and Warlock. And look, you know, look, I've got no fancy background like those two. Like, you know, I need to get some of that the fancy stuff going. But uh, we'll, we'll think about that. I have got a green screen somewhere. But anyway, look, we can talk about 
this and that all night. But let's talk about Paul and his uh, entire computer service at Toowoomba. Now, he's got a special service that he does for his customers. He's, yes, uh, yes. Yes, tell us about your special service. Well, we, we specialise in te technology support for individuals, homes and micro-businesses. Um, at the moment, I've got I've got my uh, residential customers, which is the uh, homes and individuals. But at the moment, I'm uh, working, hence uh, from this co-working space, I have access to um, a lot of micro-businesses, you know, like one and two-person businesses, just small small ones who don't have servers or lots of staff, mm. lots of computers. So I, I provide support in not just computers, but it involves tele phones, internet, and all sorts of if it's got tech in it, I'm in. Now, you're like the little uh, Steve Jobs of Toowoomba, I reckon, because like now Steve Jobs, he, you know, with Apple, you know, it's it's the one iPhone, one Mac, whatever it is, and the hardware is the same from top to toe. It's the same. You open up any Mac, it's the same hardware. You open up any iPhone, it's the same hardware. Not like these Windows machines. Now, Paul, what you do, I'm not, now tell me if I'm wrong, but last time I spoke to you, what you do is, is you test run a phone, so I think your your previous or maybe your current um, flavor preferred flavor is the the Charmy, and then yeah. you know, when the when the little old ladies come to you and go, Paul, I need a phone, and you go, Well, have I got the phone for you? <laughs> and, you <laughs> and you've got these uh, a stockpile of Charmies, and you know you give it to them, and so if they've got a problem, you know exactly the screen flow to hit so you'll be yeah. able to do it so yeah well, yeah when it comes to when it comes to tech support from my, my perspective it's important that if I, I generally if someone calls me up over the phone and says i need help with this i give the help over the phone if i've got something the same and and they're all, all they all pretty much operate the same and the 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 important part there is the Android One operating system, not necessarily a brand. There's more than one brand that has the Android One. Now, don't confuse that. That's Android One, that's O-N-E, not Android 10, 9, 8, 11, whatever it is. It's a special version of the latest version of Android uh, called Android One, which is basically, if to put it in simple terms, it's very similar to the uh, Google Pixel without the added price. That's why I encourage people to go more down the Android One path. Now, did you know that I went back to the Apple? Yeah, sorry to hear. <laughs> well, look, it was probably my fault because I did buy the Xiaomi, but it was probably you know the cheapest one I could find, and you know a couple updates later it was slow. But anyway, but uh, yeah, went back to the yeah, iPhone. I've got, I've got to yeah, I've got to say, Apple has its place in the market. It's it is very good in 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 what it does, and and there's certain people that it uh, it applies to, but uh, just. For, for as far as support goes, I can support Apple stuff, but I generally am, can work more efficiently with uh, with uh, the Android operating system because there's a level of freedom there, um, which makes it a little easier. Because I find with Apple, uh, all the passwords, all the muck around with that can really get a bit uh, tiresome mm. at times. Well, I think just passwords in general just drive or drive me insane. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're just like there's passwords on everything, and then they don't work half the time. And you know, so half the time you got to you know do lost password. But look, your uh, your blanket hardware stream or whatever you want to call it doesn't stop there because because don't you do your own Windows ten images as well? Yeah, yeah. I um 
I have, a, it's well, it's referred to as a st- an SOE, Standard Operating Environment, and I build, everyone's different, but I always start with a basic build. I, I put a basic image on and then I customise it specifically to that customer's needs, which is which is a lot of people in IT, they, they uh, don't necessarily do their customisation because it is very costly for the customer and it is very time-consuming for myself, which is mm. I, I pass on that cost. So it's not for everyone, but uh, there are certainly people out there that uh, want and need um, that level of support. Mm. And I think uh, I think the little old ladies are quite appreciative of that sort of service and little old men as well. And, yeah, there's, uh, big, there's big men there as well. Yeah, little big men or big little whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they're there. Anyone, elderly people, they're just yeah. all—they're all there, just just lapping it up. Now, uh, how's your bike? Because Paul gets around; he goes from house to house, door to door, uh, not yeah, selling it's... vacuum cleaners, but selling computer stuff on a push bike. Well, I don't sell computer. I don't. I'm services, well, not services. sales. Yes. Um, no, I do. I operate my business. I'm a bit unique in that sense. Uh, I do operate on a bicycle. It is. It does have. Um, uh, an electric uh, assistance component on it, which helps me along and it keeps me fit and what have you. And I can, uh, uh, as long as it's not raining, I do have a car and can use one, mm. but um, uh, the <laughs> bike you... just makes it a little more convenient, especially when you're in the CBD, stuff like that, and you're trying to find a park, a bike and you can put anywhere. So you can, that's... you can use the car when you're not jamming your thumbs into the doors. It's... Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's it. <laughs> How yeah. is your thumb? Tell, tell, tell me, how things going for you, Glenn? What have you been spending your time on? Oh, well, look, as you know, I've had this water issues and stuff, you know, and uh, I'm back in the office now. Uh, so through during the water issues, I slipped over and sprained pretty bad both my ankles. I couldn't walk. I ended up on a, a walker. Yeah, a wheelchair, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to get around. Oh, no, one you lent on with your elbows, you know, <laughs> like that. And, um, yeah. yeah, so that was uh, interesting. And, uh, yeah, so, look, just yeah, nothing too much. It's been really just trying to concentrate on work i took a few website sort of builds over the the corona period there and i'm just just uh finalizing a couple now um just concentrating on the hosting uh on ath web hosting and also ath has got a a big sister as well the blue ocean web hosting tell tell us about that yeah well it's just a little big it's a big sister and it's for it's for more uh uh, look, it's um, how would you how would I say it's a, it's more for business websites, I guess. Uh, if you want just that little bit more reliability, like things like um, it comes at a bit of a higher price because like there, there's there's a, only a certain amount of accounts that I will allow on each server. So therefore, you know that if you've got a, a website on one of our servers, there's a limited number of things, a limited number of sites. So I'll make next door to you. He's got on this, our same server and whatever. So, we're, so there's people not using resources that uh, that you might need to power your website when uh, when your client needs it. So it's a bit more of a client based, you know, more closely. Um, although you can still sign up randomly off the website, it's just yeah. It's so, so that's that's in comparison. You got ATH, then you've got uh, was a Blue Ocean web web hosting. Yes, yes, that's right, .com.au. And, uh, yeah, so you can sign up for either. Like, um, the cheaper one is the ADH web hosting, and, like, you know, you get the same fantastic service anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, but things, look, things, um, look, as like with everything, I think we had to do a price rise early this year. Uh, just things just go up. The dollar has fallen, and uh, the things just, yeah, we, had, we haven't had a price rise in eight years. And uh, so, wow, that's good. Yeah, so we just couldn't handle it anymore. Otherwise, I'd start losing money. So we had to um, have a have a little hike. Uh, people want you to stick around. 
yeah, but uh, but yeah, so there, there is two there, and uh, so yeah, just uh, if you've got a website or you want to just try a hand at a blog, yeah, go for it, go for your life, adhwebosing.com.au, and uh, yeah, but that's about nothing, that's about it, just doing Start, me... starting your business, that's uh, going along, yeah, startnewcompany.com.au, that's, oh, yep, uh, that's going all right, uh, that seems to be plugging along, those guys down there, are, well, they're, yeah, they're still sponsoring us, so everything's going good there. And uh, what else is happening? I don't know. That's that might be about it. Just uh, sticking my nose into some SEO stuff, learning learning a bit about that. Just um, yeah. All that yeah. How'd you how'd you cope with uh, the COVID thing? You you uh, wouldn't have changed your life too much. No, not too much. Uh, look, there's been a few SEO customers obviously dropped off the perch because like, why do you want to get out on the first page of Google when no one's open? <laughs> So, yeah. so you know that sort of dropped off. But no, look, most the web the web page sort of stayed, but the the uh, SEO stuff sort of dropped off. Um, but look, it's all it's all as I would have as I did predict. It's all coming back. It's all everything's starting up. Look, it might be a lot different for those guys out in the pubs and entertainment industries and all that sort of stuff. But um, I think if you're not in that sort of industry, I think everything's just starting back up. I think it's good. yeah. The Gold Coast, where you are in Benalla, uh, not Benalla, um, Rabina. Rabina, yeah, it sounds the same. Banala. <laughs> it's in Victoria. <laughs> Not going there. Yeah. Uh, Gold Coast, that would have uh, been hit pretty hard with uh, the, with COVID. I don't know if it was that hit that hard. There was a few active cases in the hospital. And... No, I mean I mean, I mean business, businesses because uh, it relies on uh, travel and there wasn't too much traveling happened for the last few months. Yeah, well, we had to get a, like, you know, if we had to go to Tweed Heads, we had to get a pass to get back into Queensland. And um, that went but, all smoothly. It was a part, you signed up for it online, just from the Queensland government site. Yeah, you yeah. sort of tick a few boxes, say what you're doing down there, who are you, where do you live, blah, blah, blah. And then you, you needed a pass for every person in the car. So I had to do four passes and uh, you put them on your windscreen or one pass on your windscreen. And then as you come up to the checkpoint, checkpoint Charlie, he, uh, he either waves you through or he points to the side of the road where you got to go and, uh, yeah, have a further discussion. Yeah. <laughs> no, no DNA test or um, uh... nah, no, I didn't have a test. I don't know if you've had one, but apparently they're pretty uncomfortable sort of things. But yeah, well, nah, do they, the, the fingers up the backside. What do they do? <laughs> I don't know. It's not up the backside. <laughs> it had a rod. So I hope that, that's I hope a rod. That's... <laughs> okay, yeah, I hope yeah that yeah. was not going up the backside. But, uh, yeah. Went up your snout. There. Oh, is that where I put it? Okay, yeah. Yeah, up your snout and down your throat, I think, like really far down. But um, but yeah, look, that was, but yeah, the border, Tweed Ed's cool and gutter. Yeah, look, that was a bit of a mess down there. They sort of chopped off or blocked off a few of the roads that went you oh, know, right. in and out. So you could only have a choice of, you know, instead of say five or six ways, you only had a choice of say two. And then, yeah, there's, you know, I never got stuck in too many, but there was, you know, some, I've heard some people say they were stuck for, 40 minutes just trying to get through the yep. checkpoint so that's no good wow okay yeah but Gee. you know that's all and uh, what about you yourself you've been you spent a lot of time at home uh during that lockdown period yeah yeah well i don't go out anyway so no uh, you're a bit of a hermit aren't you yeah so nothing changed for me <laughs> you know you know what i found out during that period i thought i didn't mind working from home I worked out pretty darn quick. I like to be around people hence why i'm working from a co-working space hmm. more now because I, d I just don't like my own company all that much, I suppose. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I don't mind my own. I'll, I'll sit here all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did. I did do plenty of Zoom meetings, and and uh, I'm involved in SES too. We we uh, went totally uh, virtual with SES for a couple of months. 
Right. That was that was interesting, and I had to drive a bit of that. Mm. We used um, uh, Microsoft Teams for that one. That's not a bad uh, conferencing software. I, I don't think it's quite, in my opinion, not as good as uh, Zoom. And uh, now that Zoom's tidied up their uh, security, I think uh, there's no reason why one couldn't be used as much as the other. Yes. Um, yeah, I think Zoom, is, they did tighten up because there was a problem, wasn't there? Uh, mm. I think even over the that period of time when the, yeah, the, the Zoom bombing and all that sort of stuff. Look, I'm sure Jason uh, Warlock had, had gone through all that sort of stuff, so I won't bore you again with that. But yeah. we might, um, we'll kick on with a with a story because, like, Paul and I can just, we'll just bang on for three hours if you let us. True, true. Let's get on with this, eh? All right. So, look, one of the ones I picked out this week was from itnews.com.au. Woolworths pays record $1 million fine for spamming customers. Oh, that's no good. Wow. Yeah, so I'm sure like a million dollars probably didn't hurt them too much, but geez, that's still a lot of money in it. Uh, Spamming customers, how do they, what do they do? By telephone or email? Yeah, no, it was by email. Uh, they were fined for breaching the Australia's anti-spam laws more than five million times over the course of the year. So the ACMA, which is the Australian Communications and Media Authority, said the $1,003,800, who knows how they arrive at that, is probably the yeah. amount of spams they sent or whatever, uh, infringement notice is the largest that ACMA has ever issued. So the fine was handed down after Woolies sent marketing emails to consumers after they had unsubscribed. Now, how long oh, is that? Oh, gee, okay, in contravention of the Spam Act 2003. Yes, we've had spam for nearly 20 years. Uh, the emails were sent between October 2018 and July 2019. The scale and prolonged nature of the compliance is inexcusable. I'm sure there was a fist thump on the table too. It was in inexcusable. <laughs> Woolworths failed to act even after ACMA had warned of potential compliance issues uh, receiving customer complaints. Now, this is where it gets a bit... Weird. Consumers yeah. claimed, so you know, so okay, you might get, you might get a bit annoyed that you know you unsubscribe and you, you keep getting the emails like, geez, you've got nothing better to do. <laughs> to like that's them. where that's where you go to your. Uh, this is blo uh, block it. Yes, block block the email address and you never see you, it you, again. You give them a chance, you do your unsubscribe, do it the right way, but mm. then, mind you, a big company like Woolworths should uh, know better. Mm. Yes, well, they're probably sending them through a MailChimp or something. I'm, I'm, I doubt whether it's coming from Woolworths.com.au. Uh, yeah. You don't want Woolworths.com.au email addresses going into the spam houses. Uh, so, no, no. So we've got, uh, what was I up to? Oh, yeah, consumers claimed, this is, listen to this, consumers claimed that they had tried to unsubscribe on multiple occasions or for highly personal reasons. So what would be a highly personal reason that you'd have to unsubscribe from Woolies? I, I, I get it if you were trying to unsubscribe. That's, that's, that's pretty vague, isn't it? Yeah, well, I suppose you're not going to get the probably, you know, the ins and outs. Maybe if you read the, the court documents, you would. But like, so so when so someone's complained, they go, hi, ACMA, how are you going? I just want to complain about Woolworths sending me emails after unsubscribed. Oh, Yeah. Why would you like to? Uh, why would you? Why are you complaining? Why don't you want those emails? Well, you yeah. see, uh, uh, it's quite personal. I don't want them. <laughs> like, yes. What does that mean? You, you can understand if they were like from a condom factory or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want people to know about my groceries. 
<laughs> I bought two bottles of milk last week. Yeah, but that, but but those emails there. That... I don't know. I don't know. It was just just weird. I just picked uh, up. Maybe on... actually, I got it. Maybe uh, maybe it's more the case that um, they had nothing better. Maybe it was a multi choice, like uh, personal reasons, or I have the flu. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Who and, knows? And, and you, you got to pick one or the other. So they just go just that one. Maybe it was all your little old ladies. That rang up. Maybe because, that's it. Because during the corona, you know, they couldn't get their, their woolies at seven o'clock in the morning in their special hour. And so they got, oh, I'm unsubscribing. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, okay. uh, Woolies hmm. X, managing director. I don't know what Woolies X is, but anyway. Woolie, Woolies X, managing. Oh, X, managing director. X, yeah, he was fired. Oh, they've spelled it in this article. They've gone Woolies, letter X. Is, well, that's not how you do it. I thought it was, no, it's EX usually with a dash. Well, that's what I'm looking at this thing, and Woolies X must be some head office or something. How very <laughs> confused. IT.com.au. Uh, Woolies X managing director Amanda <laughs> Amanda Bardwell said that many of the breaches were the result of technical and systems issues, which they fixed in 2019, I'm sure. How can you have a technical issue? 2019, eh? Mm. So, uh, but look, I don't know. What, what email service do you use, Paul? Are you getting a, you getting a lot of spam? I'm using whichever's the cheapest out there. I've actually I've been using. I've got to say, I uh, put it out there. I'm using uh, Exitel for my service, um, simply because I've been with them for a long time, and I'm I'm on a fairly old plan. I'm on a uh, twelve twelve one plan, which was in the scheme of things is pretty slow comparatively. Mm. But um, I set up my system so I don't I don't need um, high speed. You, Having systems run properly has a lot to do with, unless you're doing, um, <coughs> excuse me, renting videos, stuff like that. Uh, speed is not a big issue. Like I can, I run my business when I'm on, when when I am home uh, at twelve one, just fine, and I'm only paying like forty, fifty bucks a month for that. Mm. So, well, and there's no one else that's cheaper. You won't find a broadband service for forty bucks a month without having bundled with something else. Mm. I did see. I got an email because I'm with Aussie Broadband, and I think I'm. Yeah, doing... oh, and they're, they're they're great Aussie. Mm. Aussie Broadband have got great tech support. I don't, yes. I don't need it because I usually end up telling them how to fix stuff. <laughs> yeah, like I'll, uh, I think the. The, the support is a, is a step up from, because I used to be with Big Pond uh, when I had the cable. And now that I'm with the Aussie Broadband, like if there is an outage, you, although I'd like a few more, a uh, inf- bit more information, you still get more than what Telstra used to give you. Um, well, tell, tell the problem with that I've, I've uh, be very careful here, the, what I've experienced in the past is Telstra's information uh, isn't always accurate. No, no, probably not. But they're too. They're, they're just their company's just too big, and you know they often probably can't even understand English properly. So they're probably getting all these technical reports and they're going, we don't know. Yeah, um, well, their staff they have to know so many things that they don't know. They don't know any one thing well. They know everything just a little bit, mm. and then they they just uh, jump on their their little uh, Google search and go, I don't know that. Better search that and make it. Mm. That's what they say. Please wait a moment while I go and find out what it means. But what I was going to say uh, about the Aussie broadband is I got an email from them through the week and it wasn't spam because I accepted it. I accept the emails from them. And and it was all about the new plans they got coming out. And, you know, it was a, oh, Australia's fastest, uh, MBN and blah, blah, blah. And uh, what? so I'm on for 99 bucks a month. I'm on about 90, I'm on the 90 down 40 
or 100 down, 40 up, is it? And pretty wow. much, yeah. I can consistently, no matter what time of day or night, I'm consistently can get, well, I'll be very conservative and consistently get over 70 or at least 70 and up speed, I'd, 30 at least. Oh, it's very, very consistent. But these new plans that, that they're sprouting, they go, oh, fastest plans in Australia. Um, and it was for 130 bucks or something, but 250 meg down. And you go, well, that's a step yeah. up from my 100, but then it's 25 up. So so the, oh, higher, okay. so the higher the plan, you go higher, you pay more money, but you're actually slower because, you know, because you still... Your upload becomes slower. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Gee. And, so you, you can still be restricted by your uploads. But anyway, I guess once you start trying to internet outside the country, it's going to slow down anyway. So you know, it doesn't really matter, does it? Don't worry. Don't yeah, well, here's, here's me uh, just dribbling along at uh, 12.1. Mm. Yeah, well, that's pretty slow. What are they? They got all fibre to the node up there in. Yeah, I'm fibre to the node. And we've got a fo- I've got a node about 30 metres from my from my first junction box on my house. It's sort of, I look out my window and there's a box. Hmm. So I don't have a problem there. And if I wanted to, I reckon I could probably get 70. Oh, now what's the fastest you can get to the node? Oh, I don't know. I don't know about 70. No, no, actually not 70. Whatever, the, I, I reckon I could get, okay, let's talk percentages. I reckon 50. I could get, because uh, I'm so close, I could probably get 90% um, Does it make of a the noise? Uh, maximum speed. Does the node make any hum or anything? But the box in the street. <laughs> yes. It's got the yeah. They have V8s in them. They have a, a they've got an engine that runs. <laughs> no, I don't, well, I don't know. Sometimes you go past. <laughs> no. Might just go. Like, well, do, do you touch it? Do no. you pat it? And you go, <laughs> <laughs> no one touches them. Okay. Um, no, they don't make any noise. They just green boxes sit there. Look like they don't, they don't make any noises. <laughs> okay. They're just there. Yeah, the V8 doesn't start up. It's okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so that's the Woolies and their, their silly spam. So they're naughty. Good, good on them, eh? Yeah. Look, look. The, the last thing I want to do from uh, my email address is for someone to to, to junk my emails because that's the worst thing you can have to happen uh, because then you end up on a, a blacklist. But anyway, what um, what what have, what stories have you got this week, Paul? Okay, I've got a few a few this week. One I one I thought I might uh, come up with first. One down the bottom there is. Um, Xiaomi Mi Band 4. Um, there's a new one's been released. A Xiaomi, it's a um, a smart smartwatch band thing. Um, you can bring up that uh, website if you want and share the screen. I'll try. Um, it's new technology. I'll try. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, mate. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Uh, Mi Band 4. I uh, ordered one. What a steal! Like uh, oh, thirty. I forget how much it was. Like thirty or forty bucks for. Um, it's not the latest. There's only just recently the Mi Band 5 has been released. That's the Mi Band 4 you're looking at there. But the Mi Band 5 was released, which has bigger screen, higher specs, and it's dearer, obviously, mm. um, yeah. the Mi Band 5. But the one we're looking at on screen there is a Mi Band 4, which is currently uh, um, in stock. Maybe the 5 is not released yet. Uh, but I thought, what a steal. Like, mm. um, f- even 50 bucks. The next closest thing and it's got a lot of uh plugins because you basically put the app on your phone your, your xiaomi app um your xiaomi mi band app and then mind you i haven't used it yet maybe this is not not right i'll probably give you an update but you, then you just add your little plugins like you might have facebook messenger or sms or whatever it is and sure you can't you know put your like your apple iphone you can't put your uh, do uh too much output on there but for that sort of price 
it saves you having to pick up that phone while you're driving and you can just have a quick glance at your watch. How much was it? Because that's what I'm worried about. How much was it? Um, the, I just, they're on eBay for like what, $40? 50, 50, 40 or 50 bucks. Yeah, yeah. right. Not, I, not even that much. Mm, I, I, I did get a, I did make a purchase while I've been away yeah. for, from the microphone. I bought an Apple Watch. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that would have cost me more than 50 bucks. A little bit more. I could have bought probably 16 of those. <laughs> <laughs> but the benefit of an Apple Watch, I believe it's got a digital SIM in it, in which case you can walk away from your phone and still make phone calls. No, that was an extra three Xiaomi Mi bands worth. <laughs> so that was that. Yeah, like? you'd be fine with that, wouldn't you? No, <laughs> no. I had to draw the line. Uh, I think draw the, so, yeah, okay. So you couldn't leverage a full... Because it is the one that has that feature, the same feature. The one that has that, has it got all the other same features already built into the one you've got? Uh, yeah. So I think this one that I've got is exactly the same, except that it just can't ring out when I'm away from the phone. Show it to me. Have you got it on? Yeah. Oh, hang on. I'll take it off here. Yeah, make it light it up. I want to see, see what's on there. Ooh, that's pretty. Nice and big. Mine's my my fan, my little fifty dollar one's not a touch on that. Oh, oh, wow, pretty a, awesome. Yeah, every time you take it off your wrist, you got to um, log back in. <laughs> okay. Well, in because, case you get stolen, in case you get stolen from you. Well, yeah, because I suppose it's got all your your Apple Pay on it and everything. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I, that's one thing. Yeah, that's 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 a real step up on the one that I'm getting. Yeah, yeah well, no, this, that's pretty awesome. This uh, I've downloaded like comes with all you know the health apps and the the GPS and all this sort of stuff, which is good. And uh, can you can you type in or do verbal response like via an app on on the? Can you press a button and go uh, type in? We well, can't type on it, can you? You can. You Does can. It have a keyboard. No, but you just letter by letter you draw the letter on the screen, and you can uh, do that pretty but, slow. Oh yes, but look, it's very good dictation. Like if you get an SMS and then you can just hit reply. I'm sure there's a Siri yeah. for it, but you can hit reply and just go blah 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 blah, and it, the dictation oh, yeah. is pretty good. And like I mean, yeah, the... and that, that's that's replacing a keyboard, so you don't need a keyboard if uh, dictation's all right, and you're not talking about local brands or anything. Mm. And I'm in the car, and I can go like I, I did tonight when I was just picking up the kids. I just I just went, oh hey Siri play the latest Aussie Tech Heads podcast and then it just plays. Okay. Oh, Aussie ooh. Tech Heads podcast. There we go. Ah, <laughs> oh, Siri. Now, I'll tell you something else about Siri too while I'm while she's here annoying me. Yeah. <laughs> now, because you don't, well, you don't have an iPhone, but my iPhone, I go, hang on now, just be quiet, Siri. Now, when I go like, hey, Siri, hang on, I'll show you actually. She's very. She's got an attitude. She doesn't go. Yes. How, how can I help you, master? I'm not sure I understand. That was the watch doing that. But hang on. She, you know. You think they'd say, oh, "How can I help you? I'd love to help you. What would you like? You know, all the nice stuff." You very personalised. Yeah. You what she says to me, you dirty old thing. Hey Siri. <laughs> uh huh. That's it. <laughs> oh, that's, it. that's a bit rude. Or oh, does, right does she ever come up with? What do you want? Yeah, there, there is another rude one that she does. Well, not rude, but you know. Hey, Siri. <laughs> uh-huh. And that's it. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> so, you know. Jeez. If you're in a noisy environment, you're going to miss that uh-huh. And you just keep going, hey, Siri, until she goes mental. 
But, um, it's probably a reflection of your own attitude, Doug Glenn. Well, you know, you've talked you, when you when you who doesn't get a, a, a voice assistant and then just start throwing really rude things at it and calling it names? <laughs> yeah, you've just offended her. Yeah, I have. <laughs> but I've got to say, the Google one's pretty darn consistent. Um, yeah, yeah, Google one's all right. Uh, yeah. Look, I the think... problem I have the problem I have with the Google one is uh, in this co-working space, there's a speaker in the corner, there's my phone, and then there's a bloke's phone beside me, and then there's someone else's phone over there. So you can't just go. I'm not going to say it now because it'll it's listening, <laughs> yes. but I can't go the you know the hay thing because mm. um, it'll just everything will start talking to me. Yeah, well that's that's what happens. Uh, all right, so let me uh, move on to another little story that I've I've pulled out. But before we do that, I'm going to go to the Facebook and just check out who's in there. Looks like oh yeah, Will that must be him there. Yes, it's worked. Yes, Will, that's worked. Hey, Will. Uh, yes, I Will. hear you every week, mate. <laughs> Yes, Will, it was a Zimmer frame. Thanks, Pete. Welcome back, Glenn. Thanks, Pete. Uh, don't, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Andrew, SEO is great fun. It is sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Uh, yes, Matt, great to see you back, Glenn. Cheers, Matty. And Jordan. Oh, Jordan, good to see you back. Well, that's Jordan's good. there. Oh, yeah. So Jordan, and uh, Jordan's been doing his, uh, uh, his, Aussie, well, I forget the link. I haven't watched it for a little while now, but he's he's online every Saturday night streaming pub uh, concerts or whatever, live streaming. They yeah, Him and his yeah. friends will sit around in different locations, of course. And by the way, Victoria's going, they'll be a, a bit longer yet. And uh, yeah, what, what, what are you, Jordan? Aussie pub or something? Pub? Oh, I'll think of, next time Paul. Tribute, Aussie tribute. No, mean, next mean? time Paul talks, I'll find it and I'll put it. I'll, I'll put it up there. But yeah, anyway, yeah. that's what Jordan's doing. So tune in and and have a look at that. It's pretty good. It, there's a, got some quite quite a good lot of uh, talent down there that he amasses every Saturday night. But I'll get you the Aussie Pub AU or something. No, it's not that. Look, look for it later. I'll yeah. do that. But anyway, anyway, it'd be, it'd be good to get you back on the show, Jordan. Yes, but Are anyway, not busy. So let's get me back onto the story. I think we're see we're out of. I'm out of practice. I'm sort of wayward. Do you think I'm wayward? Am I, is it too wayward? Everyone likes Wayward. What are you talking about? Just meandering through this hour. (laughs) Yeah, we're not really, hopefully not too boring. (laughs) All right. AEC looks to ditch all paper lists on polling day. The days of polling officials using massive reams of paper just to, and a little pencil, just to mark off if you voted or not, may be numbered. I can't see how that's going to work, but here we go. The Australian... Are we we talking about the huge, long, long, like one metre long... uh, ballot thing no no yeah they should be going as well but the, okay. this is you know when you go and you tick your name off and so every every oh, yeah. official has got that binder about a phone book thick and they yeah. go they go through and they get your name and address like it's everyone has got the same or well, everyone in that uh electorate has the same binder and it must be a lot of printing a massive amount of printing yeah but, you think they'd uh, go you think they'd go digital with that and Mind you, last time they tried to go digital or something, they really balls it up pretty bad, didn't they? Yeah, well, I can't see how it couldn't be too hard just to put put it onto a digital platform and just tick people's names off. But I, I do see a problem, and I think it might be uh, it might come out in this later in this story here. But it says uh, so the AEC has begun investigation investigating the possibility of operating its electronic certified list, which they call the ECL. They know, the government loves the acronyms. Acron- don't they? Acronyms. Uh, uh, so the, the ACS has been investigating the possibility of using 
are operating its ECL system at 100% of polling places in the future. The ECL system, which has been developed in-house and has been deployed at 16 electoral events already, including the last three elections since 2013, but only in a few places. And here, This is my question. Due to the high cost of establishing an ECL fleet, ECL devices have only been used in priority polling places. So... Look, going digital is great, but then what are you going to have to give, what, thousands of laptops out? You know, you're going to have to buy thousands of laptops. So the election's every four years. So the four years comes around. They're probably out of date. That's right. So what do you do with them? And and what do you do with them in the meantime? Like, can you, can you, you know, distribute them to other staff? And then when the election's on, well, what do those staff do without their laptop? You know, well, it's it's a, it's a case of weighing up. I don't know if it's covered in that story, but it's more a case of weighing up how much does it cost to print all the books compared to if they've got well, even a tablet could probably do the job. Yeah, I guess so, but you still got the same issue. I think you just get a little look if they really make that software really light. Like you know, you could you could probably run it as a DOS based program, and then like what computer these days wouldn't even still run a DOS based program. Yeah, they're not going to get old machines, though. They, they've got to have consistency across them all. Mm. They, they won't get old machines as run. They're not going to get a machine from 2010 and try and uh, use those across all of the uh, sites. Probably they, not. They, they will likely get whatever's latest, but they just need to pick low end, if you ask me. Like like just even a, a cheap $30, $40, oh, not, they could probably get tablets for as little as 30 bucks. just something like... What's mm. what's that real cheap brand? Um, Pendo. Oh yeah, we'll we'll have a he had the Pendo and the Pendo one. Oh, Pendo two, I think. I think and a, they're, they're, they're as little as like thirty bucks for your little seven inch. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, I suppose you could do that. Like, I'm not sure how much a one of those binders would cost to print, but it wouldn't be thirty bucks. But you'd have to think it'd be five or ten. Oh, oh I don't know. Yeah, who knows? But anyway, they're looking. At... We're looking for the cheapest alternative here. Did, sorry, did you finish reading the article? Yeah, pretty much. Um, the limited lead time for a federal election is also a barrier uh, with the the AEC offering often only given 100 days to prepare for polling day. So, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know really what else they're going to do, but if they don't do, uh, I don't know, maybe they'd all get on their Apple Watch and you and just go, bring at a... At a uh, well, it'd just be thing. interesting. you think they'd they could have a... Um... Do they even need humans doing that, or could could you just walk in and use a kiosk and mm. press here's my here's my name? Or yeah, oh, no, see, you... there's all sorts of other issues when it comes to voting because you've got um, democratic rights and secret ballot and stuff like that. Yeah, well, I think like you can't just go in and say oh, I'm voting because that's what the the role is for. So you you don't vote twice. So yeah. I think you've got to look. I reckon look, most people have a smartphone. Surely they've got the COVID app out on their smartphone, can't they? Have some sort of tokenized AEC app that they can just go bling and that's you done. But, you know, yeah. there's going to be privacy yeah. issues and all that sort of stuff. So um, you sort of see where people's, uh, the, the the main thrust of their existence comes from and they go, hmm, save the planet, privacy issues, and they always go to the privacy issues. So, uh, yeah, yes. yeah. But, uh, yeah, what else have you got there, Paul? Just while you mentioned it, I just... Uh meant to bring this up the covid safe app the one you mentioned before yes i read an article i don't i haven't got it on here now but i just read an article recently saying that covid safe was uh tested amongst all the other worldwide you go looking for your pub thing too yeah okay. um 
uh, COVID safe. Turned out uh, that the Australian version of the COVID safe app, uh, compared to all of the other ones worldwide, it, it was uh, a, a hacking group did uh, some tests and they found that the Australian one uh, by far and away was the uh, most secure and private and, and safe one uh, that, that's been produced because there's some, been some pretty uh, sketchy ones out there, I believe. Right. It was a little surprising that um, uh, it, hopefully it's – the problem is because I heard that no one's actually been detected. Uh, it, it hasn't actually detected one – one case through the app, which was the purpose of, and I'm assuming that's because not enough people installed it. Oh, I don't know. I just don't think that we've got a, a massive problem at the moment. Well, how, okay. Well, how do we uh, get this thing working properly? Uh, we get more people sick, do we? Well, if, if you want, if you want to see, okay, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. But, <laughs> <laughs> but look, you know, give it a chance. It might work out in Victoria. It might start, it might start going ding, ding, ding. But yeah, but yeah look. there there is there is issues with uh, with it, and I believe on Apple products because I believe Apple uh, reduces the Bluetooth capability and what have you. Mm. Um, only uh, hearsay or on the grapevine, I heard that uh, they, the government did have an idea that the they did have these issues, but when they roll it out, but they still push it out. Right, right. That's not my opinion. That's that's not fact. It's only what I heard. But you know, like in the in the whole scheme and the severity of the whole thing, um, why not do it anyway? I just like it's a good idea. You know, like if you brush up against someone that's got it, well, you know, in in the in a perfect world, this is our space. Well, you brush up against someone that's got it, and then yeah. and then um, that they're traced back that that they've brushed up against someone there, but you know, blah, blah, blah. So then your phone goes up and says, hey, ding, ding, you've just been in contact with someone that's got it, self-isolate. Well, what's wrong with that? I think it's a good idea. Yeah, no, no, I think, and I've I've put the app on, I've, um, I did my little bit of research on it and I, uh, I have a level of trust in my government. Some people don't, but I trust it enough to uh, do what my prime minister says to do. Yeah, yeah. Look, I don't think there's too many privacy issues there. I don't think any data's going anywhere. It's, um, I don't know how they yeah, contact yeah. you, though. <laughs> anyway, my point being, the uh, all the apps across the world were tested, and Australia came by far and away uh, out on top to be uh, the most private, safe, and secure app out of all of them, which was nice to know that um, another Aussie idea that uh, mm. uh, that, that was quite quite good. Yeah. Anyway, think- that, that was not one of my. Uh, uh, Stories. I think when we, uh, when the, when us Aussies say we, you put your, our minds to it. I think we do. We can come up with some real rock solid, rigid edge, stable stuff. You know. Hopefully, we'll be the one that comes up with a vaccine too. Yes. Yeah. As long as someone comes up with it, but it'd be nice if we did as well. You make yeah, a lot of money. Yeah. Whoever comes up with it. Oh yeah, you'd be a rich man. Whoever comes up with it, yeah, a lot of money. All right. Um, pull out another one. Okay. Uh, so that one was a ring in there. I didn't plan to do it. Okay. Um. Let's go on to a new look. TPG Telecom prioritises mobile performance. Now, as we uh, know, there's been in the media there's been uh, talk of, well, TPG and Vodafone have uh, combined their forces, and uh, now and I'm just going to read. I'm going to read the whole article, just the first part of it, because it, this TPG thing is Aussie, and it does uh, does. Uh, I do like the sound of it because it's a competitive, it's a decent competitor for Telstra and uh, Optus out there. Mm. Uh, TPG Telecom Limited boss Inaki Berota, he's assuming that's right, uh, has said that the new Lord Telco will push immediate improvement 
uh, will immediately improve the performance of its mobile network using the spectrum and equipment uh, at its disposal. Mr. Baroda said at the helm of the new telco created out of the one uh, out of the $15 billion merger between Vodafone, Hutchinson Australia and telco billionaire David T.O. TPG Telecom, uh, which was admitted to the Australian Securities Exchange on Tuesday. Uh, the merger is slated to be completed on July 13. So they're not actually fully merged yet. Mm. Um, one, I'll just go on a bit further. One of our topic priority, well, one of our top priorities will be optimizing the network synergies, including integrating TPG spectrum of small cells into into the Vodafone mobile network to boost the capacity of uh, for customers. Mr. Barrett told the Sydney Morning Herald and the Age, with Vodafone Australia operating as a mobile business prior to the merger and TPG Telecom offering fixed line broadband services, the merger will see two distinct systems come together. Now, I won't read on any further. It's a bit of a long one. Um, Is it's this... exci exciting to see, a, 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 as long as they don't end up with a monopoly, um, it's exciting to see someone that's hopefully going to challenge uh, Telstra a bit more. So you don't think Optus is challenging Telstra enough? Yeah, but I think another one in the uh, in the mix. Like it was pretty mm. much uh, Telstra Optus Australia. They represented a fair chunk, and mm. I, I I would like to see um, another one. Just challenge Telstra that little bit more. Well, Telstra's think, a bit too big for big, if you ask me. Well, I know the Vodafone. I used Vodafone when I went overseas because they got that five dollars. I think yeah, they're very they're very strong overseas mm. Vodafone. Surprisingly, um, they're a bit. They're comparatively, they're quite weak here. And their mm. their signals weak too. Yes, I think that's been a bit of an issue for them over over time. Uh, mm, but I think mm. they've they've built a few new towers. Because remember that time they had a a real lot of problems, and they were just they're just you know just gouging customers left, right, and centre. Uh, for yeah. I can't remember the reason why, but anyway, that they put a few. It, more... it was just, I think they had a security breach of some sort. Yeah, they put a few more towers up, and it, as far as I know, it's going all right now. Uh, but I'm I'm with uh, Audi, which is Telstra. But, that's um, Telstra three three G network uh, four three four. and four G network not five. That's right. But have you got five G? Like who wants five G? What's the benefit? Well, I can't afford uh, three three hundred gigabytes a second download. Mm. Yeah. I, I sometimes I will throttle my speed just as a bit of a disciplinary measure. <laughs> just yeah, you, I'll throttle it back to uh, fifty six k. You haven't done enough waiting this month, so you go. Oh, I'll just dial that down a bit. I've, got a, I've been a bit busy. Yeah. <laughs> so you. Dial... Oh, I, I use Belong, which is also on the on the um, Telstra uh, network. Have they got Message Bank yet? Belong? No, no, no one wants it. I do, except for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I do. Um, Virtual Pub is that uh, page on Facebook that Jordan Yeah, that doing. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think you can find it uh, just if you search for Virtual Pub on the Facebook, you'll find it. it's Virtual Pub Australia and it's at Virtual Pub Australia. Um, yeah, oh, sorry I couldn't remember that, Jordan. Uh, all right, uh, look, we'll just, just keep moving on. Uh, I've yep. got one more. Have you, how many have you got more left? Uh, I've got another another two I'd like to talk about. Can I do one, one more at the moment? All right. And, yeah. then, and then I'll do one for you and one for me. Oh, okay. All right. Um, there was an interesting little one I come across. Mike, let me open up the page here. Microsoft patents a modular dual screen. Bring it up on screen, mate. 
Microsoft Paint is a modular dual screen detachable surface tablet. Now that is not, that is not, it, it's a variation of the Surface Duo. Did you, have you seen much about the Surface Duo or the Neo? Yes. Yeah, they, look, they look really good. They look interesting. I, mm. I, I want to wait till it hits the market for a while to see what it's like, but it, I think it's going to fill a hole. One of those, one or both of those products. Now, th this thing they're talking about is different. Um, I'm just going to read the first part. Actually, I'm going to read the whole article. It's pretty short. <coughs> you get this. Microsoft added new, added a new wrinkle. <laughs> oh, a wrinkle. A wrinkle. Perfect to the for your old, older customers. <laughs> Microsoft added a new wrinkle to the dual screen tablet space with a design for dual screen tablet where each pane can be used both together and separately. Bloody Microsoft As... gives me a new wrinkle every time I open Outlook. <laughs> Sorry, Moving on. As usual, as usual, usual, the design is the uh, uses the magic of magnets uh, and the November 18 patent notes. Uh, the description. Uh, hang on. Note the description uh, relates to devices uh, that can include first and second portions. A virtual magnetic hinge assembly can rotationally secure the two portions, yet the user can separate the device portions uh, portions as desired. One example uh, can include a first elongated magnetic hinge assembly encapsulated in the first end of the first portion, God, it's a mouthful, <laughs> and a second elongated magnetic hinge assembly encapsulated in the first end of the second portion. That's too much for probably understanding the, the words. Mm. Uh, I'll, I'll move on. There's pictures there which probably show it better. What's, um, um, do you know, this, uh, why is it a bit bumpy? It's got a bit of a bumpy. Is bumpy? It, see how it's No, on. there's a second image down in the gallery. Yeah, but what's the bumps for? Oh, Bumps? is that just it's cut in half? Yeah, that's a cut in half. Oh, yeah. yeah, right. I thought it might have been. Yeah, that's a... See, I can add. I can add value to this. You could, that was the not that was the lumpiness. So you could put it on your lap. It would just fit over your snug over your knees. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. You can patent that, mate. I, I want to continue here. <laughs> the magnets would be specially arranged alongside the edge of the two tablets and would allow the devices to be held in both closed position open position and arrange 90 degrees a laptop. Microsoft notes one of the advantages of the virtual hinge would be that it would be in, uh, would be impossible for dust to enter the hinge and that the two sides could be used separately. That's what I want to talk about more. While it is unlikely we will see the design in Microsoft products anytime soon, it would be ideal for use in an educational setting where the students with separate Surface Go tablet, uh, uh, with separate Surface Go tablets, uh, for example, could join them together to create a virtual canvas for working on group projects. Now, let me uh, put my spin on this. From my understanding, you've got two independent devices that can join together mm. and they synchronize. I, I read another article where they actually synchronize. Uh, somewhere I read the two devices are actually two separate devices that can work independently, but you join them together and they become one with a big screen. That's so, like uh, the example. You've got a phone, I've got a phone. We join them together, have one big phone. So are these, what's the difference between those and these Neo things? The 
the neo does not separate. It's too hard. Oh. It's a fault. The neo and the duo is uh, just different versions. There's slight different right. versions, but they are, they're folding. They don't separate. This thing separates and can, from what I understand, could be used as two separate devices. You can give the wife this one and yourself this one, mm. but you put them together and they become one as a big screen. Yeah, That's right. my understanding of it. Yeah, okay. Well, this is the, what I've got on the screen is not what we're talking about. But I'll just, oh, okay. I'll just have a look. But, yeah, I can see that, yeah. Yeah. So, look, yeah, that's interesting. I think, look, I'd like to see Microsoft do some more in the innovative space. I, that, I, that, I, is, that is innovative. Um, and as long as the software works properly and you put two devices together, two two tablets together effectively to make one, you're going to buy it as one tablet. But hmm. according to that article, they're going to operate independently. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'd like to see Apple do some more as well, innovative stuff. Because uh, Apple really, oh. what have they been doing? Nothing. They do, in my opinion, they're they're, they're not innovators anymore. They, no, they pretty thumbs. much copy everyone else, and they they do copy well, and they they um they really sharpen what the others do because the others basically move on to the next version of something and mm. don't really sharpen like Apple does. Mm. Uh, but as a result, everyone else is always a step ahead of Apple, in my opinion. Yeah, look, it's getting that way, you know. Like they they came with a bang with the iPhone, and then as, mm. as everyone else has sort of taken the ball from there, haven't they? Um, yeah. Although Microsoft did come out with the first tablet, but then you know, Apple um, perfected it, and the timing was right at that time. Yep. yep. Two thousand eleven, I think it was. And uh, right, yes, that's, that's that article. Uh, move on. Yes. Okay. Now let me just close a couple of these boxes here. I don't like boxes open. Now <laughs> let me uh, have a look. Oh, I've got two boxes open. Oh, now what's going on? Okay, let's try. Let's try ATO systems crash in time for the tax refunds. Woo! What a what a surprise! The Australian Tax Office place down there. It, uh, yeah, online services crashed on the first day of the new financial year as people rushed to submit tax returns and take. <laughs> I don't know. It takes me a little while to submit a tax return. But I guess if you know if you're going to get a refund, you probably want to submit it as soon as possible. Uh, the hardship scheme. Oh, this this is yeah. Okay, here we go. So so what they're saying is all these people rush to uh, lodge their tax returns and take a second bite of the government's early release super scheme. Now, oh but, yeah. Yeah. So I, I would my can I give advice? Or I'm not allowed to give it. I don't know. My in my opinion, you say in my opinion at the start. In my opinion. Uh, if you withdraw money from your super at this particular moment in time, I think you're mad. It's down. It's low. Why would you want to, you know, like six months ago, your 10000 might have been worth, I don't know, say 15000 But now it might, you withdraw your ten out, it's worth 10000 but back then it was worth fifteen. if you know what I mean. I don't know. Yeah, why. it's, it's going to have some heavy, uh, by the way, uh, seek professional advice here. Don't uh, take our advice. That's right. Um, the... You know, the uh, yeah. ATO is this on that subject. ATO's uh, putting all sorts of threats out there to say so people have abused that uh, drawing your superannuation early. If you're not entitled, they're going to crack down and find people too. Mm. Look, I don't know why you wouldn't be entitled. Uh, I, I guess it's for hardship. So you must have to prove hardship. Just yeah, yeah, of course. If you haven't lost uh, lost uh, had a reduction in income and you pulled your super, they're they're going to come chasing you. But what, like, but what's what are they going to do? Find you? Like, yeah, but, absolutely. Oh, 
why though? Like, they're going to find you the value of your superannuation draw. But it is your money. Like, it is your money. You put it away. It is. It is your money. I, I don't know. I don't know how they go about that sort of. I don't know about fining, but anyway, probably. Well, that's what I've read articles where they're going to find. Yeah. They put threats out there saying we're going to come and get you. The hardship scheme, which was introduced in late March, allows Aussies to access access up to ten thousand dollars of their super in the two thousand nineteen twenty financial year and a further ten thousand in the twenty twenty one financial year, uh, without paying tax on it. Well, so it should because tax has already been paid on it. Yes, yes. So, yeah. so <laughs> last week, the ATO revealed a new COVID-19 Economic Response Support 2020 data matching program to crack down on inappropriate access to the government's early access superannuation and job keeper schemes. Because the, the rort now is that this job keeper is paying people more than what they would normally get if they went and got a job or got a, a certain jobs. And so yeah. they're, they're not taking jobs because they get paid more to set it home. Crazy, eh? They, they, they did it. In my opinion, we shouldn't talk politics too much here. But in my opinion, I think they did a reasonably good uh, effort with uh, handling this, the finances and this, mm. this uh, COVID thing. But um, yeah, I think yeah, the... I, I, I question the amount and the the amounts that they were offering for that mm. COVID stuff. Yes, I think yes, yeah. There's a couple of questions. I have similar sort of questions. But the match, make the matching program will match data of more than 3 million people to find cases where individuals have used the scheme as a tax dodge as well. And mm. I never thought about it this way. I might have had to think about it. Uh, by contributing money to their super at a reduced tax rate before withdrawing it. There you go. So you could... So what mm, okay. you could do is... Oh, you, okay, yeah. So you could throw a few, you could throw 10 grand in and at, a, at a, say, 15% tax rate. And then instead of paying, say, 30% on it, if it was in your... So you know what I mean? So then, yeah. you, then you bring it back to you after, say, 1 July, and you get the 10000 back, you've only paid 15% on it. And you, and you know what you do What you do with that money you got in your superannuation? You've put, you push to put it in your superannuation. Mm-hmm. You put it back in your superannuation, and yes. uh, would that work? Uh, yes, because if you put it back into the superannuation... Well, then it'd be a voluntary. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know, but it'd be voluntary contribution. It'd be a voluntary contribution. But the advantage would be you'd be putting it back while things are low. So then, in six months, <laughs> yeah. so six months' time, that ten thousand might be fifteen thousand again. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's uh, oh, it's too too complicated. That's my brain. That thing. That sort Politics. of stuff. No, and super. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it at all. I think it's um, look, it's good if you can't save, but if you if you can save, like I, I would rather it off my mortgage. You know, and then stop paying interest for the next twenty years. Yeah, but most yeah. Aussies can't handle their money. You're obviously an exception. Well, that's that's why. Well, I can handle it because I don't have any. So that's <laughs> okay. so that's why. Um, <laughs> that's why uh, that super was brought in, wasn't it? Because you know Keating and that thought said, well, there's going to be no uh, old age pension in yeah. twenty forty years. So we get, people are going to start doing it themselves. But anyway, uh, let's get back to Aussie tech heads. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. From our, from our, that was a note from our sponsor, the ATO and the Super Fund. Sponsor. <laughs> All right, baby. <laughs> yes, yes. Last story. Oh, mine. Oh, yes. Okay, good stuff. Xiaomi is proudly made in India. Oh. In so- recent weeks, relations between New Delhi in uh, and Beijing were uh, rifle. Uh, 
were rifled, uh, rifled? after. No, rifled. It says, yeah, right. were rifled after uh, twenty Indian soldiers lost their lives in a border clash in the Himalayas. Since a boycott, since a boycott, China campaign has spread nationwide, causing Chinese customers, electronics, and smartphone maker Xiaomi Did to. Did you say smart border- or smart? <laughs> smartphone maker Xiaomi right. uh, to board up, uh, board up their stores in fear of vandalism, vandalism and began promoting their Made in India campaign to protect their brand. I'll, I'll talk more about how, how, how Xiaomi operates. Uh, Xiaomi has been in the India market for six years. Upon its listing on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange uh, market in 2018, the largest tech listing since Alibaba in 2014, Xiaomi raised $4.7 billion uh, at the valuation of $54 billion. The capital was directed at expanding its network and presence uh, in India, as well as fund local startups in the software and mobile tech space. Um, there is more to that. I want to read, read the full article if you don't mind. Yes, well. Today, Xiaomi is a number one smartphone brand in India with 31.2% market share, which is huge. Mm. It's, uh, it's other products such as the smart television, that's the Mi TV, and newly launched Mi uh, laptop, Mi notebook, has become the best-selling product in its respective category nationwide, nationwide being India, I think. Uh, the success of India's consumer electronics is due to the similarities in consumer behaviour with China, which, manu- which mutually has been used as each other's test and learn development process, leading to a success and strong product acceptance as China brands enter India's market. In comparison, other local India homegrown smartphone brands such as Lava, Micromax and Carbon, I've heard of Carbon, uh, fall behind its Chinese counterpart. Uh, one more paragraph. Uh, yet so far, there has been no detrimental effect on the sales of China's Chinese products in India. And in fact, Xiaomi's recent laptop uh, release has seen an overwhelming response. However, the Indian consumer anti-sentiment towards China is strong as netizens call for the boycott of all Chinese products from Tencent's PUBG game to Zoom and even including social media apps, app TikTok, which originally had 119 million active users in India. A popular app, a popular app, Remove China Apps, also circulated amongst consumers until it was pulled from Google's Play Store. Amazon and Flipkart have also been uh, prompted to display the country of origin for goods listed online to filter Chinese products from those made locally in an attempt to boost multinational products. So I did cover a lot there. I didn't think it was going to be that long. Um, now, I've got a feeling uh, that Xiaomi has their India arm and they have a Chinese arm. Yeah. And I've got a feeling they're two, they must be separate companies in some way. Mm. And... Um, so from the from what I get there, um, they're basically saying Xiaomi made in India and they're pushing new Xiaomi product because I know Xiaomi is big in China too. It's yep. uh, the second biggest, if not the biggest, supplier of of, of of tech stuff there too. Because when you think of smartphones and so forth, you just think, oh, uh, Xiaomi, well, that's just 
they're China. That's Chinese. Like anything sort of cheapish uh, is uh, Chinese. And like I, I did think that the Xiaomi was Chinese as well. I'm a little surprised. Yeah, well, obviously, India. from what I read there, it's not. No, that's right. And I can see that, uh, look, look, China's a little bit on the nose all over the place at the moment. Absolutely, yeah. And, um, you know, and, and the more that's, yeah, we won't go into all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. look, it's just a little bit on the nose. And, uh, look, and, and India's, it's just, it's just, I think, just, Something it's just happening that you now everyone's got, we want to be more self reliant. India's young, well, we don't need China. Uh, let's you know, they've got a hundred million people themselves or whatever, you know, you know, trying to clam onto the one train. And you know, they go, well, we, well, let's make our let's make our own stuff, let's make more trains ourselves, you know, yeah, and all that yeah. sort of stuff. But yeah, it's um, yeah, but yeah, good on them. So, yeah, I'll, yeah, so India's basically that. so that story was India's distancing themselves from China because one, they're fighting and they they haven't had losses like that in a long time, I don't think. China, uh, yeah, yeah, China. Well, they, they haven't. Neither side has had a, had a fight like that and lost twenty. Mm. Was it twenty twenty soldiers, whatever it was? So I don't. I'm not up on all that sort of stuff. But so so when so they're obviously having a fight. So they're having a. Is it all? They're, they're border, their borders are shared. Yeah. So they, they're one, they're trying to push each other back. I, I I don't know exactly, and I don't want to get into the political side of this, but I just it was just interesting to hear that. Um, Xiaomi, which is like we're talking a big player here, like the biggest smartphone uh, was a manufacturer in India, and India's mm. a India's a fair leader because they got the numbers in the world. Sure, people will argue that oh, they're not the biggest in the world, and they're not. But um, India can, can make a. I find their products, uh, Xiaomi, a, a good value products. They're not the best products. Uh, they're certainly better out there, but they're the best value in my opinion. India is uh, 1.35 billion. Yeah, yeah. And how does that compare to the rest of the world? Yes. Well, the US is 327 million. This is in 2018. Yeah, yeah. Oh, China. China only just edges them out with 1.393. Yeah, they're, 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 they're close with numbers. And Jeez. Anyway, yeah, it's just if I was going to uh, support anyone with the current situation if i had to buy more xiaomi i'd prefer to go through india rather than china because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm also afraid because I, I do like xiaomi products i've got one i use them they work well um but i'm just afraid that xiaomi is going to be hit with the same conditions that huawei was hit with mm. and uh it's gonna gonna really crush them in western countries just looking at this graph here uh the population of uh China, India, and the US graph here. I've got up on the screen. Yeah, um, the China. It's it's just just continued to go up. Like I can't really see where that one child policy was introduced since 1960. Yeah. Like it just hasn't really flatlined the curve, has it? No, no. Well, there's no curve. It's just pretty much a straight line. India's pretty much just gone up. Uh, US is a bit slower. And what's Australia <laughs> dropping? Yeah, well, ours is increasing because of immigration, not because of um, us duplicating more of ourselves. So in 1960, 1960, China had a population of 667 million, and yeah. now it's 1.393. So that they've doubled their population in, what, 50, 60 years. Yeah, how do they do that? Double their population? Yeah. Well, there's there's a, a book I'll get out of the library for it called... Uh, where do I come from? I'll, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll borrow it for you. You're going to have to read. <laughs> yeah, oh, these high-tech things, gullies. Yeah, but yeah, so it's interesting. Interesting. Mm. 
yeah, anyway, that was because um, I use Xiaomi. I've, I've been watching that, that closely because I do like their products, but I don't like what, uh, if, if it's true what Chinese has, China has to say, yeah, I'm not. Hmm. It's China is, uh, they're trying to bully a lot of countries out there, if you ask me. Yeah, well, that's right. That's what they're doing. They're trying to, yeah, just flex their muscle. But anyway, that's um, mm. that might do us for this week. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, oh, it's good to get back into the driver's seat. Absolutely, yeah. Was, uh, good, good to see you back, mate. Yeah, thanks. It started to do me a little head in a little bit there, but uh, I think the, the show, I'll have to, uh, it won't come out now till Friday because I'll have to get the two audio bits and stick them together. Um, the hope was that it'd just be one big long record, but because we had the little break there, we'll have to stick them together. But, yeah, you just uh, grab the tape, tape and you snip it and you, you glue the two pieces together. That's right. Yeah, I put me little, <laughs> you know, those little uh, telescopic glasses on. and, you know, yeah. and that, uh, did, you do that with, did you ever do that with the audio cassette tapes and stuff? Yeah. Put the, well, you'd, you'd splice them and all that. Yeah, do them all the time. And video tapes. Yeah. I did the video yeah, tapes yeah. as well. Um, yes, all right. So, yeah, thanks for watching us all on Facebook. Uh, you can catch us at aussietechheads.com.au forward slash podcast. You can also the radio, aussietechradio.com. It's uh, 24-7 back-to-back, wall-to-wall Aussie podcast. And also Michael, who's still doing the Aussie Max Zone. He was up early this week at the WWDC. Uh, well, he wasn't at it, but he was watching it from the company. The comfort it, costs and, a lot of, it costs a lot of money to go to those, doesn't it? I know, but he was just watching it from under his doona. You know, so, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so hopefully, uh, if you need to know anything, yeah, just tune into the Aussie Max Zone. All right, well, it's good to see you again, Paul, and talk to you. I haven't spoke to you at length for quite a little while. You too, but, Glenn. Um, thanks, for, thanks for coming along. And so hopefully we can, me and you can get on once a month and see what's see going what on. See what we can do, eh? All right, good stuff. So thanks, everyone. Thanks for joining us. And... Uh, Let's, uh, well, Jason and Will might do it all again next week. All right, till then. Maybe. Cheers. Good on you. <laughs> See you later. Catch ya. Bye-bye.